first point guard and Blazer beat writer Mike Richmond. And you're listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. In today's episode, we're going to look at the possibility that the NBA season actually does resume. There's some reporting out there from a couple national reporters saying that the season may indeed come back. And some reporting that says the season is, if not on the ropes, at least that there are some people within the league hopeful that it's done. So hopefully we can answer in these in today's episode the basic question, is there reason for optimism? I think there's a lot of uncertainty right now, and that's pretty clear, and hopefully I'll at least paint the reasons for the uncertainty in that in this episode. But should we feel optimistic? That that's the question, right? Is is the end of April, beginning of May, is the reason to be optimistic that the the league is coming back? Uh, a few weeks ago, when we talked about this, Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, remember those big national reporters? Get ready for for me mentioning guys like Woj and Mark Stein. But Adrian Wojnarowski, a couple weeks ago, reported that sort of the best case scenario for the NBA's return would be coming back in June. I don't see that as very likely right now. And in fact, I'm not sure too much has changed since Woj reported that, right? Like, the league wanted to come back in June. That was the best case scenario. You would you could run back some of the regular season, then get into the playoffs, then maybe start the uh, the playoffs in July and August, have the NBA championship sometime in late August, September, and have some sort of normalcy restarting the following season. Certainly not on time, quote unquote, but not too, you wouldn't have to push it back too far. You could probably start it before Christmas if you wanted. But I, I think we've we've moved beyond that as a, as a real possibility. Uh, as I sit here today in my Portland home, we are still under state-mandated orders to stay in our homes for, you know, non-essential reasons. Uh, and while that isn't uniformly the rule in every NBA market, uh, it is, it is, the vast majority of NBA cities are under similar circumstances. So what is, so as we start out to answer this question is the reason for optimism, let's, let's just start with the people who ask, who have connections to NBA types and can ask the questions to people who are on the NBA inside what they've been hearing. Seth Partnow of the athletic, who was formerly the director of analytics or the director of basketball research might've been his title with Milwaukee bucks, but, uh, part of the Bucks analytics department and now a, a reporter for The Athletic, Seth Partnow says that his conversation with people on the team side, so not people in the league, but people, you know, who work for teams, is that's about, he's, he says there's about a 50-50 split in terms of predictions as to whether the 2020 playoffs will happen or not. And he says, to be clear, he hasn't heard advocacy for cancellation, more predictions of where we ultimately end up and basically yes or no everyone wants to go back and play but the why there's a wide range of optimism or skepticism over whether we can get to those necessary conditions uh listen this is a basketball podcast i'm not going to explain the necessary conditions if you are someone who is interested in uh covid related news Please don't seek it out on Locked On Blazers. I'm trying to give you the basketball context as best I can, but the necessary conditions have to basically involve 
some sort of wider spread testing or at least access to those types of things so we could have a general idea of who is um, carrying the virus or not. Uh, Tim Bontemps of ESPN reported on Thursday evening that uh, when teams do open their practice facilities, and that could happen as early as as next Friday, that's uh, May 8th, uh, it doesn't seem like it'll just everywhere around the league will open up on May 8th. In fact, I would be surprised if any practice facility opened up on May 8th, just judging by where we are. But the league would say, the league's, the NBA is basically saying at the very earliest May 8th is when they would allow teams to open up their facilities and let and let guys in and practice. Uh, there's incentives to do that because a practice facility is better than a gym. If communities are opening up gyms and guys don't have access to a hoop, maybe the, the hoop at the gym is their, is their closest place to play basketball. And the league doesn't want that. They want them in their, in their practice facilities and not the gym. But, but Tim Bontemps reported tonight that uh, leagues have been told, were told in a memo by the league to not have uh, tests set up for asymptomatic players. So to not flex their capital in their local markets and get access to a bunch of COVID tests and use them on asymptomatic players and staff. The league does not want that to happen. It's bad optics. It's unsafe. It's wrong for the rest of the citizens. Basketball is um, uh, frivolity. It's a frivolity that I absolutely love, but it, this is not how we should use, use those tests. And the, and the NBA is clear that they don't want teams doing that. So, in addition to Seth Partner, who says it's basically split 50-50 on whether the league comes back at all. Mark Stein of New York Times says that basically, like I was saying at the top of this segment, is that there's not a lot of consensus to how feasible it will be for the NBA to come back. Um, but there is one thing that NBA types agree on, and that there is no need to rush. There's no upside to rush. There is what is the value in rushing? If you cancel the league now and and things change quickly and you were maybe able to squeeze in playoffs in August and September, then you look maybe not foolish, but you certainly make people like LeBron James and Giannis Antetokounmpo upset. Stein goes on to say, he said this in a tweet, that his sense was that at the league level, the no one in the league office sees any downside to try to salvage some semblance of a, and he's quoting here, representative conclusion. So whether that's a shortened playoffs, some sort of um, makeshift tournament, whatever it is, but they also want to look out for next season. But there's there's just no rush. And I think that's the big takeaway from where we are at here. And the reason that we got here, the reason that we got to this point is because on CNBC today, Jabari Young reported that there are there are NBA team executives and agents who are calling on the league to cancel the season. So that's what I want to talk about in the second segment. The folks out there who are actually, who are going beyond saying, we don't know if we'll play, to have made it to the other side of the hill and said, let's cancel this whole thing already. That's what we'll talk about in the second segment. But before we do that, I want to tell y'all about Blinkist. It's hard to find time to sit down and read and learn more. When you don't have free time, you can't read or work on personal development. And there is an incredible app that solves this problem. It's called Blinkist. Blinkist is truly unique and it works on your phone, your tablet, your web browser. 
Blinkist takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books, and condenses them down into just 15 minutes you can read or listen to. 12 million people are already using Blinkist right now, and it makes... And it has a massive and growing library from self-help to business, health to history books. Blinkist has the latest titles from bestseller lists as well as classic nonfiction titles you always meant to read but never had time to. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want, and all for one low price. So right now. For a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. That's y'all. Go to Blinkist.com NBA to try it for free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Blinkist.com NBA to start your seven-day free trial. And you'll also receive 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash NBA. All right. So in the first segment, we talked about the sort of lack of consensus, but also lack of urgency in from the league office and, and teams and basically deciding whether they should scrap the season right now. It's hard to say whether it will come back, whether the NBA can come back this year, or whether we just kind of have to put it on hold the way we've put a lot of our lives on hold. But the reason that I think there is a lot of that reporting out there today is because Jabari Young of CNBC wrote the following story that published on April 30th. The headline is NBA team execs Agents are calling on the league to cancel the rest of the season. Jabari Young, of course, was a the former Blazers insider at NBC Sports Northwest. When I started on the beat with the Oregonian, Jabari was my competition and colleague at at uh, at NBC. And now he's he's moved on to a couple places. And now he is he's kind of a like a business and basketball reporter at CNBC, which is kind of exactly the angle this story takes. And I think it's an interesting one. Um, I think it might have been mischaracterized reading through this. When I first saw sort of the tweets and the headlines, it kind of said like, um, you know, NBA teams want to cancel the season or, or, or something like that. Or there's like this or there's this like large consensus of NBA team owners and agents who are calling for the for the season to end. I think reading the story is basically what Jabari Young is, is, is writing here is that there it's not that there's this massive group of people. He isn't saying half the league or 10 or 15 agents that I spoke to. He's basically just citing some league, some agents across the league and, and two or three league executives. It's not even clear if there's more than two. It's pretty clear there's more than one, but there's not clear there's more than two. And I think what he's doing here is just saying that there is a contrary opinion. There, there is this counter opinion out there. And there isn't, everyone isn't saying, let's wait, let's salvage the season, let's get back there. There are people who are saying, you know what? There's a lot to risk, and there are business reasons why, there are financial reasons, I should say, why maybe we should just call it good. So why you would have the season back, financially speaking, is because there's money to be made on TV. You can... um, 
you can sell those ads. You can make good on the on the ads you've already sold on television. There's um, probably a massive television audience. Should there be uh, the NBA playoffs? There's money to be made if 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 the league comes back, and uh, that's just an uh, undeniable part of this is that there's the league is is getting is is just hemorrhaging cash with canceling all these games, and that there's there is some incentive um, for owners and and the league across the board is to try to play some games and make some money straight up that's that's what they want but jabbar young quotes one team executive who says what owners are saying is if we return where is the revenue that is going to justify the additional cost of returning they are looking at costs side versus the revenue side what revenue comes in now so, you know, if the if the games come back, you're likely going to do it in a scenario where there aren't fans. The majority of the money you make on any game night is is that per, like as an individual team is is just a per capita uh revenue on on people coming in the stadium, tickets, beer, food, merchandise, things like that. That's that's where it is. And if there, there isn't just an operational cost of opening up a gym. I, you know, it, it seems like we're probably headed for like a bubble scenario where we, where they play all the games at Disney World or something like that. But uh, what I guess what these billionaire owners want to know is what, where is, how much revenue can I count on? Is it worth it, or should we just scrap this season and start again? Young quotes someone who's saying that the league has probably lost over a billion dollars already and is headed for more. So there is there is an argument, at least he makes the argument that some executives are saying, let's just let's cut our losses now instead of holding out hope. Let's move forward with solutions for next season. Let's go ahead and call this bad boy. The other one that he brings up and he brings it up deeper into the story. And I think because it is less important to these to the billionaire types. And and it's a, quoting a, a agent basically saying that Adam Silver has generally erred on the side of caution. And in this case, he's not being cautious because there is just so much uncertainty in player safety. And in addition to the player safety, you know, you bring guys to say there, there's a proposal at the idea that the league is looking into going to Disney World, right? Uh, I'll talk about this a little bit more in the third segment, but basically the idea would be that you could play in a place that could house, you know, if not all the league most of the majority of all of the playoff teams and their personnel keep them in a controlled environment um, and mitigate some of the risks in that way. But what Young's story suggests here is that maybe the optics of saying, please, everyone stay home. We're in this, you know, pandemic, this global crisis while trying to roll out NBA games is not a good look. But quite frankly, I think that this is, and I think Young spells it out in a story in a relatively fair way, that this is not the majority of the league. This is a call from some. Some agents feel this way. Some team executives are thinking that maybe it's not worth it financially. I'm going to guess that those team executives are teams that are not going to go deep in the playoffs. Just a thought here that people who don't stand to make the most money aren't excited about the league trying to make some more money. But I don't think Young paints this story as 
the majority of the league or even an, an, uh, an opinion held by the league office. I think he paints this as a, a, a vocal minority willing to share an unpopular opinion. And that's why I think it goes back to the central question I hope to answer at the start of this, sh- this episode. And that's what I'm going to try to do when we close this show right now. Excuse me, not right now, in the third segment. You know where we're headed. Is there reason for optimism? One NBA owner said this week that they're cautiously optimistic the league could return. So that's what we'll do in the third segment. We'll talk about cautious optimism and which billionaire is a little more hopeful than his billionaire skeptics who talked with Jabari Young. Still a pass first point guard. Locked on Blazers, still Mike Richmond. We're still talking about reasons to be optimistic that we'll get the NBA back. I should go on record here and say that I am not optimistic that the NBA comes back. I think there's too many challenges. I think there's too much uncertainty. I think it's, I just think there's a lot of things to get through beyond the basketball stuff. I think there's a lot of just societal things that are up, that are up against it. But you know who disagrees with me? LeBron James. LeBron James, he saw that Jabari Young story and he tweeted the following. Saw some reports about execs and agents wanting to cancel the season. Three question marks. That's absolutely not true. Nobody I know saying anything like that. As soon as it's safe, we would like to finish our season. I'm ready and our team is ready. Nobody should be canceling anything. So that's why I wanted to sandwich that sort of beginning segment with the uncertainty and patience, little limited consensus and no rush with LeBron James saying, I ain't heard anything like that. Let me tell you, no one at Clutch Sports was talking to Jabari Young about canceling the season. Those agents do not work for Clutch. They work or they work for somebody else. But LeBron isn't alone. LeBron's not the only extremely rich person who thinks they could have an NBA season. You know who else is rich and has some hope? Mark Cuban. Known known billionaire. Owner of the Dallas Mavericks, kind of a jerk, um, but a fun jerk. People seem to like him, and here's another reason you might like him. He was on CNN this week, and he told, uh, or he said in this interview that he, and I quote, I'm cautiously optimistic we'll be able to finish the NBA season for television. I don't expect that we'll have fans. And you know what? If Mark Cuban is willing to say that publicly right now, I think there's reason to believe that you should that you could could get on that bandwagon and join Cuban's optimism. What Cuban goes on to say in that interview uh, is that basically it's safety first, and if they can guarantee the safety of of the players and follow and find a solution, then they could probably have a fanless NBA season. There are other NBA owners who share, I'm not sure, uh, Cuban's such specific optimism, but Mark Lazary, one of the principal owners of the Bucks, a New York billionaire, says if the goal is you want to end up having a season, 
let's get things open soon. He said this in a CNBC interview uh, that was sort of like a television piece that complimented Jabari Young's reporting. Lazary continued, let's get people back in shape and then we'll figure out come July or August what we can do in finishing the season and finishing the season without fans. So I, I kind of think Lazary in that quote, um, I watched the video, is more of like political posturing of saying let's open the... Um, Let's open the U.S. back up and restart the economy. Surprise, surprise, a billionaire who is prioritizing the money. Um, this isn't a political podcast, but you know how I feel about that. Y'all know, y'all, if you've listened to this podcast enough, you know how I feel about billionaires. Um, you have enough money to lose, Mark. It's okay. Uh, but, but you know, he's pointing to that July and August date. And if if Mark Cuban is is optimistic, then Mark Lazary is is eyeing July and August, I, it, it it stands to reason that these people have spoken to the league and we are pushing, they are, they are saying things that have been discussed. Now, Adam Silver in every interview has just said, we don't know, we won't know May 1st, we might not know, we might not know until June. And the longer you delay it, the harder it is because it's, once you got to hit you got to hit the restart button. You got to bring guys back into their practice facilities, which again could happen as early as May 8th, but I think it'll probably happen uh, more likely the middle or late May when we really see the league kind of when guys are like truly practicing again. And even then it'll be under, it won't be like NBA practices. It'll be just sort of uh, one-on-one workouts and, 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 and really limited limited interaction, you know, one coach, one player type of thing. The, the things they were doing when they basically shut the season down, we'll kind of ramp it back up. Once you ramp it back up, then you've got to figure out a solution. Once you figure out that the solution, which increasingly looks like going to a single location and playing. And the and the one of the places that is being very earnestly discussed is Disney World. Going to Orlando. Here's why you could go to Orlando. It's about 40 acres, the campus there in Central Florida. Uh, there are multiple gyms. They have the, uh, they run a basketball, ter- like a college basketball tournament there uh, during the preseason. So it's set up for high level basketball. And I mean that not just like it's a nice gym, a nice floor. It's set up for broadcasting by ESPN. You know, it's set up for, for major television networks. Uh, in addition to that, um, Jim, there's also, and I read this from a story on Yahoo Sports written by Keith Smith. It's the author of this story and, 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 and Smith details kind of like it's, it's, uh, he wrote it about a week and a half ago, but it's a, it's a good long story detailing how it would work at Walt Disney World. And in addition to, um, this Jim, where they play a college basketball tournament. There is another setup where they could have uh, either one large sort of stadium-like gym at the HP Fieldhouse and the Visa Center, or they could have multiple courts there at once. So, and Disney World obviously has uh, hotel facilities and, and gyms that are sort of like workout facilities that are closed off. It could be a place where guys could come and stay, um, and not leave. And this is the sort of bubble idea. So maybe this is where we end up. Maybe this is where we head to. All this is to say we don't know anything yet. It's the same thing I led. That's why I opened up this podcast saying that there's little consensus and there's uncertainty and there's basically a coin flip whether we get it back or we don't. But I wanted, I wanted to build to this point 
by saying, it seems like solutions are in the works, maybe not obvious ones. But Mark Cuban seems to be optimistic. Mark Lazary seems to be pointing to July and August. LeBron James, an incredibly powerful voice in this league, says we're not canceling anything. Now, it's not a surprise that James doesn't want to give up on the season. But I think it's more telling that NBA owners, guys who have uh, a stake in, in both making money and having the league get back on track, both sort of financially and emotionally, seem to have an idea that there's a plan in place. There's been some reporting from Shams Durrania and also from ESPN, uh, Shams Durrania of The Athletic and also uh, a couple people at ESPN that uh, this Disney World idea is a real thing that could happen. So, is there reason to be optimistic? Yeah. The reason to be optimistic is because Adam Silver hasn't done anything yet. Like that one agent told Jabari Young, he usually errs on the side of caution. And so far, he hasn't, he hasn't done that. He's erred on the side of, of patience and waiting for more information. He's doing the responsible thing, which is holding out for as long as he possibly can. There is a clock that is ticking. The middle of June is probably too late to make a decision. But the NBA probably doesn't have to, you really don't have to force its hand until June 1st, probably. So we've got a month. We've got a month of patience, a month of smart people making decisions, and hopefully a month of America heading in the right direction. That conversation is for another podcast. Here we're talking about basketball. Or maybe we're talking about optimism. I think this was an optimism podcast. Very rare for Lockdown Blazers. We, we, rarely, we rarely get that optimistic, but we, we tried to stay there today. The NBA isn't gone yet. It might come back in a weird time of summer, and boy, would that be fun. So hold out hope. Because that's what we got right now. That's going to do it for today's episode. Tell your friends about this podcast. They can get wherever they already get podcasts. Just search Lockdown Blazers. We'll be there waiting for you. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.